Well, praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. It's been a long, long time. I need to be coming with another program on Defenders of Faith podcast. I um, just want to say hi to everybody. I pray everyone is doing good. I pray you're nice and healthy and everything. And so let's get down with our topic. First, we're going to say um, it's tonight. It's Monday, December the 7th. We're almost at the end of this year. Praise God. It's 11.17 p.m. I'm up late. Just been doing some research for several weeks now. And tonight's topic is we're going to be dealing with the COVID-19 and see um, how it's been affecting America specifically and uh, the avenues that it's going to work through as far as where we're going with this. And so let's just look at some of the stuff. We know that um, the back in March, I believe it was the 13th, that's when... Uh, uh, President Trump went ahead and had the just a state of a of emergency for national emergency for the whole nation, which was put on lockdown, and we were only supposed to be locked down for like 15 days, and then it turned from there to that to we need to bring the curve down, and so from March 13th to where we're at right now, December to 7th, well, it's been it's been quite a while now, hasn't? So, you know, so where are we right now with this whole situation, and what should be the concern for us? And really, as far as it, is this uh, COVID-19 really real or is it just something that's fake? What, what, what's really going on with the situation? Uh, we know one thing for sure that it came from China. And so there's a lot of suspicion on that as far as how it ended up here in the United States and all over the world, to be, uh, to be frank with you tonight. But that's uh, another issue for another time for another topic on that. Uh, but we'll just continue where we're at right now. And so, you know, we got we just got a lot to try to cover with this whole things and um we can uh we can just go over it and just see what we got, amen. What we what we got with this whole situation. Amen. And so um you know, it's just been really, really really uh just surreal with everything going on, the whole situation, you know, with the COVID-19. It's been really just surreal. And so we've had some um, uh, testing that uh, we had companies like uh, Pfizer company and, and uh, Moderna and some other, several other companies that are really pushing hard right now to get their contracts, which they have with the government, but also to get it approved with the emergency approval from the FDA and so we're we're just around the corner from that happening and so what is my concern tonight about this whole this whole thing is what are the consequences that are that are involved of taking the vaccination that's been uh, speedily brought through all the trials and all that and they've even uh, you know uh, leapfrog jumped over some of the trials just to get it ready and get it rapid and and so I'm just really concerned about this because we've had our president that was involved with Operation Warp Speed, which is really just pushing for them to get this vaccination in effect so they can somehow bring some kind of normality back into our nation and the world. Excuse me. So um, it's really, really alarming on that. Um, as a matter of fact, the president said that he's going to use the military to help distribute distribute, you know, the, the vaccinations and all, but it's a lot more complicated than uh, uh, now that we know more of the details than back then. And so 
we know that the vaccination's got to be kept at a certain temperature, and so we're talking dry ice or you know below zero temperatures just to keep it where it needs it to be effective. And so there's just a lot that's involved here uh, as far as the vaccination. So let's look at some of the results here. We know where we're at, so I just want to go through some um, some things that I've written up already on. Uh, we got a an article here from uh, Now the End Begins. Uh, dealing with the with the Catholic priest that was from, I believe, from Philadelphia, of all places. Uh, Father John Fields was the Communications and Religious Education Director for the Archiparchy of Philadelphia, which is part of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, uh, announcing his death that Father Fields had passed away in his home. The cause of death is yet to be determined. Father Fields turned 70 this year, just recently, Fields had participated in the trials of Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine after receiving an email from the University of Pennsylvania at the end of August asking if he wished to participate in the third and final phase of the vaccine trial. And so there's great suspicion that more than likely he might have died from, uh, from side effects uh, with, this, uh, you know, with these uh, speedy uh, vaccinations that they're trying to run through and get it rating for the mainline population. And so I'm just reading you some articles that I've been finding on this and some of the side effects that people are are getting, but, you know, you're not hearing this really on the regular news. You're just, you're just hearing uh, bits and pieces and all that. And so, uh, you know, that's that's alarming. And don't get me wrong, and anytime there's vaccination shots, of some, you're always going to have a percentage of people that are going to have some kind of uh, side effects. But I think because uh, how quickly they're trying to just, you know, press through it, and like I said, get emergency approval from the FDA to, you know, to get it out to the mainline population, that is my concern. So we really won't know the effect of this until maybe, you know, two or three years down the road and all that. All I'm trying to do tonight is just give you the info, and, you know, you need to make the decisions about when this thing comes out, you know, what you're going to do, whether you're going to receive it or you're going to deny it. Now, I will say this one thing. We've already had um, uh, some some preachers already in, in, in the country, the nation of, uh, of the United States that has said, you know, that to go ahead and take the, the vaccine and, you know, there's nothing wrong with it and on and on, so on, on, so on, on. And so to me, I would have everyone at their own discretion uh, do your own research and look at it. And you see for yourself whether it'd be wise to take that vaccination or not. But being saying that, uh, there's a lot more that's going to be involved with this. And we have to see uh, another article I want to read you real quick. And this one is not too bad at all. This is a little bit more aligning. And this uh, it's called Survival Blog. And it says, uh, Vaccine COVID equals irreversible genetic damage, a crime against humanity. And this was uh, posted December 7th, today. And uh, you know, so let's just read a little bit right here and see why he's saying stuff about against the, the uh, COVID-19 vaccination. He's saying, uh, for the first time in the history of vaccination, the so-called last generation mRNA vaccines intervened directly in the genetic material of the patient, therefore altered the individual genetic material, which represents the genetic manipulation something that was already forbidden until then, considered criminal. Wow. This intervention can be compared to genetically manipulated food, which is also highly controversial. Even if the media and politicians currently trivialize 
the problem and even stupidly call for a new type of vaccine to return to normality, this vaccination is problematic in terms of health, morality, and ethics, and also in terms of genetic damage, that unlike the damage caused by previous vaccines will be irreversible, irreparable. So, Matt, that's, you know, that's some pretty um, hardball uh, uh, stuff that he's saying right here. <clears throat> and so he continues, and he says, um, Dear patients, after an unprecedented uh, mRNA vaccine, you will no longer be able to treat the vaccine symptoms into a complementary way. They will have to live with the consequences because they can no longer be cured simply by removing toxins from the human body. Just as a person with a genetic defect like Down syndrome, uh, Turner syndrome, genetic cardiac arrest, homophilia, cystic fibrosis syndrome, because the genetic defect is forever. This means clearly, if a vaccination symptom develops after an mRNA vaccination, neither I nor any other therapist can help you because the damage caused by the vaccination will be gen, gen, uh, genetically irreversible. And so he's saying, in my opinion, these new vaccines uh, represent a crime against humanity that has never been committed in such a big way in history. And so he's going to uh, uh, quote uh, Dr. Wolfgang uh, German doctor, lung specialist, and experienced doctor said, in fact, this promising vaccine for the vast majority of people should be forbidden because it is genetic manipulation. And so the vaccine developed and endorsed by Anthony Fauci and funded by Bill Gates uses exper uh, experimental mRNA technology. Three of the 15 human guinea pigs experienced a serious uh, adverse effects. So they're saying 20%, that's three, 20% of 50 people that have tried this uh, this uh, trial vaccination did not go good for them. They have some kind of a, of a pretty bad uh, reaction to it. I read you an article earlier about the father. There was another woman I was uh, I should have looked into that one itself. Um, was um, from Texas, if I'm right, and she was also a candidate for um, uh, for doing the the vaccination. But this one was not from Moderna, but uh, it says, uh, let's see, the article says, as now the end begins, I like to always get credit where credit is due. It says, uh, volunteer and Pfizer Bi uh, BioNTech uh, partnership of COVID-1984 uh, coronavirus vaccine trials develops uh, grievous sores on both her feet. So I got a picture here, and I wish I was on video uh, showing this. And so um, from my getting all this, she had a pretty bad, um, looks like a side effect from this. So it says, a woman by the name of Patricia Chandler in Austin, Texas, volunteered to receive the new COVID-1984 vaccine from the Joint Partnership of Pfizer, amen, and BioNTech in Mainz, Germany. A Gideon Gushing press release stated November 9, 2020, says that the vaccine candidate was found to be more than 90% effective in preventing COVID-19 and participant without evidence of prior SARS-CoV-2 infection the first instrument emphasis analysis that all sounds really great until you look at take a look at the soles of patricia chadler's feet where you'll find oozing crusting holes that look a whole lot like the grievous source described in revelation and that is his own um, opinion on that and so uh, you know we have this lady from texas that took it and she got a pretty bad uh, um <clears throat> excuse me a side effect affected her where she has sores and, and news like pus coming. I'm looking at the picture myself. So, you know, I've just been really looking into all this. And, you know, where does it, you draw the line between something being conspiracies and then things being facts? Well, uh, 
you know, people are being affected by it. And I said that earlier that, yeah, when every time there's a new a vaccine coming out, there's always going to be a small percentage of people um, um, getting some kind of side effect, uh, 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 effects. But it seems like this one, like I said earlier, because they're trying to speed it through, plow through, bulldozer through, that that's my concern, that they're not taking the adequate time to do tests upon uh, people and you know, maybe wait several years to see the effects of it and all that. And so <clears throat> we got a lot going on here now. So we've already seen this. We've seen uh, one uh, paper I just read to you right now. They believe that the, our genes are going to be manipulated, our body and all that. And so that's some serious stuff that we're talking about here. And so what else do we want to talk about? Um, let's see. Uh, we got a doctor, a former, well, let's see, this uh uh, let's see, former Pfizer president, scientific director, Dr. Michael Yeadon, and then I just mentioned the German, uh, German lung specialist, uh, Dr. Wolfgang, have filed an urgent application with the European Medicine Agency calling for the immediate suspension of the SARS-CoV-2 vaccine studies. And uh, this was uh, done on just uh, yesterday, Sunday the 6th of 2020, this article which is from, uh, I want to give credit where credit is due, with Zero Hedge. And so this doctor, this, uh, he's the, you know, he was a part of uh, Pfizer at one time, is saying that they need to halt it. And so let's see what else, what he has to say in here. He said, uh, Yedin and Wardick said the study should be halted until a design study is available, which addresses a host of serious safety concerns expressed by a growing body of renowned scientists who are skeptical, skeptical of how quickly the vaccines are being developed, according to Germ Germany's 2020 news. And so, you know, you know, I'm just reading you what, what I'm finding as I've been researching about this COVID-19. He said, on the one hand, the petitioners demand that due to the known lack of accuracy of the PCR test and a serious study, a so-called uh, Sanger sequencing must be used. This is the only way to make reliable statements on the effectiveness of a vaccine against COVID-19 on the basis of many different PCR tests of highly varying quality neither the risk of disease nor a possible vaccine benefit can be determined with the necessary certainty which is why testing the vaccine on humans is unethical Oof. and so i'm just reading you some you know some of the things that 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 uh that uh, they're saying here we have a doctor you know that's you know saying stuff like this and so what else do we want to look at that's very interesting that's really uh, been coming up uh, we know that they should be rolling out these vaccines very any time now and so I got an article here from Zero Hedge again, and this one was done, uh, oh, yesterday, Sunday, uh, uh, the 6th of 2020, and the name of the article, the blog is No Vaccine, No Work. Employers discuss making COVID immunity mandatory for workers. And so let's see what he has to say on his little um, blog. He goes, public opinion polls from the past couple of weeks appear to show a growing number of Americans are planning to get the coronavirus vaccine. Even as Dr. Fauci hinted that the UK's decision to grant emergency approval to Pfizer's mRNA vaccine might have been somewhat rushed. A recent Goldman uh, research note intended for its institutional clients showed as much as citing polling numbers from uh, YouGov. Uh, with hospitalization surging to record levels and California once again heading to lockdown, Billions of Americans would probably uh, gladly take the vaccine just to feel a sense that the pandemic is over, even though the duration of, the, of that immunity is still not very well understood. And some conspiracy-minded skeptics have raised questions about the headline efficacy uh, numbers. 
But as the U.S. and U.K. prepare to start delivering the first jabs in a week, in other words, the shots, industries are uh, jockeying to try and get their workers uh, designated as essential so they can have faster access to the vaccine. For uh, In parentheses, it says, for many uh, profits are ultimately on the line. Even though many Americans believe it's morally reprehensible to fire some for refusing to take a vaccine, some companies and industry groups are planning to require workers to be vaccinated as a precondition for returning to work. Maybe they think taking such a public stand might help them secure supplies for the vaccines more quickly. Whatever the reason, even for white-collar workers who have been comfortably ensconced in their homes, apartments for the last nine months, the subtext is pretty clear. No vaccine, no work. Here's more from The Hill, and this is another uh, uh, website. Companies will soon face a tough decision about whether to require their employees to get vaccinated for COVID-19 as a condition for returning to work. Employers believe that they are on firm legal ground to mandate vaccinations, but that doesn't mean enforcement won't be without its challenges, particularly given the backlash in some parts of the country to mass mandates and smaller groups opposed to vaccinations of any kind. However, many corporations might soon find that their workers, in parentheses, not just blue-collar manufacturing work, but white-collar offices, drones, too, uh, parentheses, either don't share their concerns, can't get their hands on a vaccine, or are simply skeptical of the long-term side effects and would prefer to simply wait and see. Fortunately for these workers, U.S. law offers a way to push back. Uh, companies can require it, yes, but they may bump up against legal ma uh, limits. COVID is such an uncharted territory that as we see employees acting as we see others acting, more origins of the law are being articulated, said Allison Hoffman, University of Pennsylvania, Cary Law School professor. Small business groups are starting to get out in front of the issue by voicing public support for vaccination requirements. So, you know, so we just got a lot going on. I'm just trying to read you uh, some of the thoughts of what people are saying and what they're thinking and, uh, I got another um, another um, another article here called uh, the uh, the web page is organic prepper, amen. And so here's another article. Let's see what's going on here. And this one is titled uh, Five Ways Americans Could Be Encouraged to Get a COVID Vaccine." This is a very long, long um, uh, post, but I'll just try to run through it. And so let's go with this. Is it says that Pfizer and Moderna both rush a vaccine to market to fight the COVID-19 virus. Will promises of returning to normal be enough to persuade people to take the quickly developed injection? This article isn't about persuading you one way or the other, but about whether you should be vaccinated. That is a matter for you, your family, and your physician to discuss. It's about the opinions of Americans, the legalities of mandating cooperation, cooperation, what we know about the vaccine and the taxes that could be used to encourage your cooperation. It's expected that the new coronavirus vaccines will be approved any day now. Each vaccine is said to require two shots to confer immunity to the virus. Pfizer requires two doses three weeks apart, and Moderna requires two doses four weeks apart. And so uh, what they're saying on the blog is that about half of Americans are eager to, eager to be vaccinated. According to a poll conducted by Pew Research, 51% of American adults would immediately get a vaccine if it were available. That, of course, means that nearly half of all American adults aren't convinced. Aren't convinced this is something that they want to do right now. This number has decreased from the time the poll was taken. Back in May, 72% of American adults were on board with rolling up their sleeves as soon as possible. 
Of course, this poll assumes that people will have a choice whether or not to be inoculated. While half the people who surveyed want the injection, the other half do not, and that's where the controversy lies. Should we have a choice what medical treatment we un treatments we undergo? Dr. Ron Paul spoke to the Huffington Post back in 2008 and said something as meaningful today as it was a dozen years ago. He said, if we accept the notion that the federal government is going to dictate what we can put into our bodies, then it leads to the next step, that the government is going to regulate everything that is supposedly good for us. And that's where they are. They have an FDA that won't allow somebody who's dying to use an experimental drug, which might speed up the process of finding out which drugs are good and which drugs are bad. And the federal government comes in and dictates that they want complete control over vitamins and nutritional products. I just think the whole principle of government telling us what we can take or not take in is just a dangerous position to take. It's related to a drug industry because they'd like to control all of this. And that's a quote. And so uh, we see uh, we see some of the things that are going on here. So I'm just trying to just go through it. It says right here, uh, the question, does the United States intend intend to mandate the vaccine? And that's the question of the hour. Huh? Do they intend to mandate the vaccine? In other words, make it, you know, it, you know, by law, you have to take it. Joe Biden has said that the vaccine will not be made uh, mandatory on a federal level. level. The thing is, these decisions are usually made on a state level. Some government officials are already talking about mandating the vaccine. Virginia State Health Commissioner Dr. Norman Oliver is all for mandatory uh, COVID vaccinations. And so you got a lot of people back and forth saying it should be mandated and it should not be. <clears throat> Despite his health commissioner's enthusiasm, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam has said he is not planning to mandate the vaccine at this time. The Virginia Health Commissioner is not alone in his desire to mandate the vaccination. The New York, New York State Bar has also re recommended it be mandatory for residents of the state. All this being said, there's, there doesn't seem to be a direct plan to pass laws making people take the vaccine. Can the government actually make people take a vaccine? Actually, yes. But there is a legislator... Uh, pre president uh, preceded dating back to the United States Supreme Court case in 1905 called Jacobson versus Massachusetts that allows the governments to mandate vaccinations. Amen. And so we have uh, something like that from the past that they would end up bringing back up. <clears throat> and so it says in response to the arguments about this individual liberty interest, the court said that sometimes individual interests might be might have to yield to state laws that endeavor, endeavor to protect the health of everybody, the common good, the court says. The rights of the individual may at times, under the pressure of great dangers, be subjected to such restraint to be enforced by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public may demand. So yes, COVID vaccines are available. Once COVID vaccines are available, states could elect to require the, the, that people who live within that state be vaccinated. <clears throat> Despite this law being in place, mandating the vaccine will probably be, not be the first method used by the government. Will and he says, the question is, will Americans be forced or persuaded? So what happens during a pandemic when there's a vaccine that people are hesitant to take? Will we be forcibly immunized against our will? Amen. And so that's just a question and stuff like that. So 
uh, really uh, let's see let's continue is that your kids have may have to take it to go to school so here's another reason why um, they would push to, uh, it to be taken most states already require the children be vaccinated against <clears throat> Uh, tetanitis, pertussis, uh, measles, uh, rumps, and rubella, chickenpox, hepatitis B, unless they hold an exemption that is valid in that state. Exemptions are generally related to medical issues, religious beliefs, or personal philosophy. It is likely that a mandatory COVID vaccine for children to attend school would vary from state to state. Children have generally not become very ill with this particular virus and have seemed less likely than Adults to contractor, parentheses say, uh, there have of course been some exceptions, parentheses in. To some, that would indicate children did not need to undergo the risk of taking yet another vaccine. And so that's what they're saying about that at this moment. It vary from state to state. <clears throat> and so I'm just trying to give you an idea of, uh, um, you know, here's a good one. It says businesses could require patrons to show proof of vaccination. Even if a state or, or federal mandate is not in place, privately owned business could potentially require patrons to show proof of vaccination before they receive the service, save service. And so, you know, you're talking about airlines, restaurants, stores, st uh, stadiums, you know, all these different kind of places that could require it if they wanted to. And so it's going to get very, very interesting. Uh, Ticketmaster, you know, going to theaters, concerts, and places like that. You know places where there's a lot of people there. I mean, you. I mean, there's there's just a lot of um, uh, uh, a lot of potential how they can really take advantage of using this cold this uh, COVID nineteen right now. And here's a good one: your eligibility for a fifteen hundred dollars stimulus check could depend on it. And so we have United States Republican John uh, Representative John um, Delaney, a Democrat from Maryland, who was and also ran in the recent presidential election thinks that tying the next stimulus check to vaccination is a good idea. That's pretty crazy, but that's what they're saying. We have to create, in my judgment, an incentive for people to really accelerate their thinking about taking the vaccine. <laughs> Delaney said that the program would cost about $380 billion, more than $270 billion you U.S. spent on the $1,200 coronavirus stimulus checks that went out earlier this year. So if you can only spend $400 billion, that is what you should spend it on. That's what he quotes on saying. And so, wow. And so here's another one. You may not be able to travel without it. They're talking about, you know, some kind of a COVID uh, passport. This is what the airlines are preparing to launch a COVID passport to try and revive the dying travel industry. And so, I mean, just look at all that's going on. And so let's look about it real quick. And I'm running out of time. I only got half uh, hour intervals as I do this. But I said, what what should you know about the COVID vaccine? The COVID vaccine uses new technology called mRNA. The mRNA vaccine sequences are designed to mimic those produced by mammalian cells. Because of this, mRNA vaccines are much faster and cheaper to produce than antigen vaccines. The PhD organization, University of Cambridge, explains uh, conventional vaccines usually contain inactivated disease-causing organisms or proteins made by the pathogen, which, by, which work by mimicking the infectious uh, agent. They stimulate the body's immune response so it is primed to respond more rapidly and effectively if exposed to infectious, infectious 
uh, agents in the future. And so here we have it. It's a little bit complicated, you know, understanding what you're trying to say that maybe you understand it better than I do. And so, uh, you know, I'm just trying to give you this info out there, uh, you know, the pros and cons about all this. Will you be getting the COVID, uh, 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 COVID vaccine? And this is what I like what the blog says. I'm personally against mandating any type of medical care or procedures. If we don't control what goes into our bodies, how can we, con how can we consider ourselves free human beings? This isn't to say a particular vaccine treatment is good or bad. I say we don't want to be forced or manipulated to making medical decisions. I believe we should all have the right to make our own medical choices. Approximately half the Americans surveyed are eager to get a COVID vaccine right away. Others want to wait for a year or so to see if there are long-term negative effects. Still, others have no interest in the vaccine whatsoever. Whatever, what are your thoughts on this vaccine and any possible mandates? And so I really like how they end this article. It's going to get us to think. You have to do your own research. And I would, I would earnestly tell you to pray unto the Lord God and just look into the word. You know, Matthew chapter 24, verse 7 says, For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And so, you know, the word talks about the pestilence, which is a plague, a disease. And that's where we're at right now. And so there's so much more that needs to be said. And I'm just going to end this part right now. And uh, God bless you all. Love you all. And thank you for tuning in.